Hello, and welcome to Grow With Soul. I'm Kate Ferris, a coach, writer, hiker, and recovering high achiever, and this is a work in life podcast. Join me for discussions and musings about how our work can be a small and magical part of a bigger, more meaningful life. So come on in, get comfy, and let's begin. Hello. And welcome to Grow a Soul. Today I'm doing a quick crash course in energetic working or working according to your energy levels and not in spite of them. I know energy is often a topic that people are interested in and I spent a lot of time over the last two years getting to know how my physical and mental energy works and changing the way I work and the entire rhythm of my business to work alongside those patterns. In this episode, I'm talking about how I'm defining energetic working, how to get started with planning your tasks with your energy, and how to start making this work not just in theory, but in reality too. So first of all, what do I mean by energetic working? It's something that rolls off the tongue, but it could mean lots of different things to lots of different people. So for me, energetic working is letting your energy lead the work you do rather than setting a pace and style of work regardless of energy. And when I say energy, I'm incorporating concentration and focus into that, not just that kind of get up and go kind of energy. This feels counter to what we've always been told, which is to show up to school and our jobs and our Instagram feeds consistently and regularly and with the same energy and outlook every single day. And that feels like the right way, the way we should be behaving. But it's not the human way. My energy levels are not the same every day. I find there is a correlation with my cycle where in week one I'm very tired but I am also able to create. I can get a lot of planning done in week two and then also deep work going into week three but by week four my concentration is just not at the races and I'm very scattered and unsettled. This pattern isn't clockwork and of course there are exceptions but often I do find that my energy maps to this cycle. My energy is also affected by what I did the day before, by the weather, by the ups and downs of my love life, by how much I've been reading, what I've been eating and on and on. So the more you think about it, the weirder it is that we expect to show up consistently. With energetic working, we are planning our work around these energy patterns so that we are always matching the work we're doing to the energy level we have. Of course, there are always going to be exceptions and things that come up and unavoidable deadlines, but more often than not, this is what we strive for. But there is a little bit of groundwork we need to do to get to that point. First, We need to figure out what our energy patterns actually are. It can take a few months to feel confident in this and then the patterns will tend to shift a little bit seasonally. So summer energy, very different to winter energy. 
But to get started, observe your energy through one month and then plan the following month according to the levels you observed in that first month. So in order to make that plan, you need to know what kind of work needs what kind of energy. Perhaps if you do a craft that is repetitive or you just have a lot of muscle memory with it, you can do that at a time where maybe you do feel more scattered or that your concentration is low. Or perhaps if like me, you need to really focus in and think to to write or create whatever you create, you need to set aside your high energy hours for that. So think about all the tasks you have and how your energy is when you perform them best. And sometimes too, the tasks themselves can help our energy or make us feel better. So when I'm in my really unfocused period, getting a batch of graphics created in Canva, which is really just copy and paste, actually makes me feel grounded and more in control than I did before. It might be that you already have a good grasp on how your energy flows, or it might be that you're listening and you know that you really can't be bothered to observe your energy first for a month, which, you know, fair enough. I would be the person thinking that. So if that is you, you can skip ahead to that planning part. So have a master list of your work and tasks, as well as the kind of energy you want to be working on each one in. So for example, writing, deep work, high energy, high concentration, camera graphics, low concentration. So now you've got that list, even if that's just a mental list, when you have that kind of energy, you can pick the task and do that task then. And that's often how I actually work now. I have several lists. I will have a a list for the month, a list for the week. And if I've got a special project on, I'll have a list for that project. And I know what time frame those things need to get done in. And so I will just pick and choose from those lists according to how my energy is that week, that day, that hour. Now, you might be thinking that this sounds very lovely in theory, but in the real world, things have to get done and you can't wait for the right energy to materialise before you do them. And that is true. So what I will say is once you get to grips with your energy patterns, you can start to make sure that the rhythm of your whole business is orientated around it. So for example, my launches are timed with my energy cycles and for ongoing projects like the cabin, I set deadlines in such a way that creation always has room to happen during high energy times. But life happens and the best laid plans don't always work out. So energetic working is not passively waiting for the muse to arrive. It's working with your body and energy levels. And there are some things we can do to start really cooking on gas with this. The first is being really truthful with yourself about your energy. I am writing this episode on the Tuesday morning before it's due to go out, which is a bit close to the wire for my editor's liking. Sorry, Alex. I spent 10 minutes this morning debating with myself 
whether to just not do it. It was too close to the deadline. I'll just take a break this week. The devil on my shoulder said, I'm really tired. I really don't have the right kind of energy to be writing an episode today. I can't really be creating right now, which was, you know, super convenient to let myself off the hook and not do any work. (laughs) And I could have believed that voice and had an easy morning, but I also had to be honest with myself that it wasn't that I didn't have the right energy. I was just in that beginning of a task discomfort. And sure enough, ever since I kind of got over myself, I was typing consistently since the ideas were coming really freely, it was flowing. My energy was actually just right for this kind of task, but I needed to be brutally honest with myself about that because otherwise, for me, energy can be a really nice excuse to go back to bed. Second, you need to give your body what it needs. With energetic working, your body is the key It's the engine, it's the wheels, it's the indicator lights, it's the whole show. If you want to be getting energy out of one end, then you need to be putting something in the other. That's just chemistry. I can't tell you how many times I've sat at this desk wondering why I'm so unfocused and why can't I just concentrate when I haven't fed my body and therefore my brain in 18 hours. Energy requires nourishment, so eat something. Another thing to think about is that sometimes we can create the energy. Nourishing your body is a very physical way to do that, but we can create the mental energy too. There are things we all dread, not necessarily because we don't want to do them, but because they are big and hard and will take a lot of effort and focus. Even if you are at your energy peak, they feel daunting and you might procrastinate around them. This is where we want to create that mental energy so we can capitalize on the physical energy. So put simply, I trick myself into looking forward to doing things. So rather than feel dread about all the time and effort it's going to take, I tell myself, this is it. This is what you set all of this up to be able to do. How exciting that you have nothing to do tomorrow but create. What a lovely day you're going to have and how amazing you're going to feel when you've got it done. It sounds silly, but as that deadline starts really looming large, creating the energy to get it done on time really works. So, a quick wrap up of takeaways. What I want you to take away from this episode is that you are not supposed to be at peak performance every day and nor do you need to be. Different tasks need different types of energy and if you can match those up together, then you will experience your work as more easeful, more flowy and more rewarding. Start there, eat some lunch and then start to learn more about how your energy works and how you can work together. 
If you want to really start elevating your work, creating more flow and enjoyment whilst getting more done, we spend much more time on energy, planning and rhythms in your beautiful creative process, which is my brand new course. There are a couple of days left to join this round, so head to simpleandseason.com forward slash process to get your spot. That and the show notes you can find at simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast and you can find me on Instagram at simpleandseason. If you have a friend who this episode would really resonate for then please do send them the link and share where you're listening online too. And until next time, I hope you grow with soul.